Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. And I am Run DMT. And this week we are talking about Spider-Man Miles Morales, the video game. Yeah, we are. Alex, I'm so happy to be here. It is uh, actually, I don't know what day we're putting this out, but it might even be Christmas Day. It'll be Christmas Day, unless I forget. Uh, Well, happy Wonder Woman launch day to everybody. Uh, Alex, what do you uh, hope that you get for Christmas? Because we're recording this a couple days early. Uh, a COVID vaccine. What about yourself? See, I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one thing that I need. I don't really care about the presents under my Festivus pole. You know, all I want for Christmas, Alex, I just want some schneef. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I, I don't know what that means. I want to do a little yay and pray. Is this from some song that I don't know? Nope, it is absolutely not. Okay. I just want to do some toot uh, by the chimney shoot, bro. You know what I'm saying? No. Again. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I, I know what those to... words mean individually, but when you string them together as <laughs> a sentence. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe this will help. I just want to uh, do some blow while uh, we let it snow. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. There's a Cottonmouth King song. <laughs> you might think so. I just want to get a, a visit from the, the Booger Sugar Plum Fairy, dude. You know? Have some uh, nose candy canes. Can I say you know that the reprise of cocaine for the 2020 version is very strange. I just want a, a white rock in my Christmas sock, Alex. Okay. So what, what, what was that? Uh, I think that was uh, John Mulaney's uh, <laughs> oh. uh, note that he wrote to the world. Oh uh, yeah. A yeah. Days ago. Very, very timely note. Oh yeah. I didn't, plan on that being the punchline to that but that here we are yeah it's okay because you're punching yeah. up that's the rule yeah. of comedy always punch up uh yeah maybe uh do a speedball while we deck the hall alex R- real quick what is your favorite what do you think is the best christmas song of all time Ooh, oh uh, that's a great question um or holiday song but generally i mean okay if it's holiday song it's obviously monster mash but aside from monster mash what is your favorite christmas song of all time I can tell you what the best one is, and it's just because it's a fucking groove. Okay, Alex, are you are you fucking ready for this? Uh-huh. It is Elvis. It is. But do you know what Elvis song it is? That's the question. Um, I, I do not. It's Merry Christmas, Baby by Elvis Presley is the best song empirically. Uh, if you go from that, um, it would be either of the songs recorded by Otis Redding. Which I is Merry Christmas, song. baby. Yeah. He did, he did two. He did two, uh, two Christmas songs. But yeah, what about you? What's your, what's your favorite Christmas song? What do, you, uh, what do you get down to? Mine is Like a Gift from God or whatever uh, by Chris Farron. Uh, Shed Some Skin by Slow Gherkin, which is more like the diehard of Christmas songs. Because uh, it mentions Christmas in the first line and kind of dovetails from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oi to the World. I like the Vandals version of the No Doubt cover. Christmas on Zombie Island by Kepi Gooley. Uh, what else? Just Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. It's a great one. Oh, yeah. People know that. Uh, are you a fan of uh, Paul Simon's song? 
that he does. Uh, what is that one fucking called? Uh, Getting Ready for Christmas Day. Yeah, another great song. Great, great track. Uh, Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. I haven't heard that in for a long, long time. Yeah, I'd play it now, but I don't want to get sued. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's, I mean, I pretty much, I listen to the best ones already. Oh, yeah, and, I think you were just trying to no, of course. tell the world how much you love your shitty music. All right, that's and all we're talking about Christmas songs. Wait, Skank for Christmas nope. by, by Rolex Fish. Oh, no, you had to throw one of those in there. Yeah. The chorus is, I just want to skank for Christmas, which, of course, you're talking about the ska dance. That's not appropriate, Alex. We have children that listen to this also, podcast. You say that, but in season four, episode five of The Crown, the critically acclaimed show, they played two ska songs. And what was the best episode of the entire series? What songs did they play? Uh, they played uh, the specials cover of Monkey Man, originally by Toots and the Maytals. Uh, and the other one I can't remember right now, it's off of my head. I think it was the English Beat song, maybe Madness. Uh, but it was the Michael Fagan episode. Uh, the only good Monkey Man song to play is by the Rolling Stones, as we all know, Alex. Uh, Toots did it first. R.I.P. Toots. Are you sure about that? Yeah. No, he, he 100% died this year from COVID complications. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, fair enough. That song is yours, dudes, regardless of whether or not that was you. It probably was. I feel like you know your shit. Uh, yeah. Those two, the, the Stones version and the Toots version are completely different songs, uh, too. Just the same title. Yeah, yeah, I, I had a feeling. Uh, are you ready to jump into this? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, oh, oh, I've got, I've got some, some news for you. Uh, Monkey Man was recorded by Toots and the Maytals in 1968. Monkey Man by the Rolling Stones was uh, recorded in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Google says. Google said that. So. Google's never wrong, so I'm glad <laughs> their algorithm is just fine. Um, but that, I remember the pool that pulled like the re 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 release uh, of that album. <laughs> yeah. uh, and like, that must be the latest version. <laughs> okay. Uh, we talked about video games before. We did the first Spider Man game, uh, also by Insomniac Studios. We talked about the Avengers game by Crystal Dynamics earlier this year. Uh, we both loved the first Spider Man game. And we enjoy the Avengers game. But, like, this game reminded me just how much better it was than the Avengers game. Oh, my God, did it ever. Uh, And you know what, Alex? I do have one great. Okay. I have one big complaint. CD Projekt Red really screwed me over this year, man. I've got an Xbox One. Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry. I have an Xbox 360. And I got my, (laughs) my copy of Cyberpunk... 2073 and it does not run at all isn't it 2077 not mine okay you got a bootleg coffee (laughs) for uh your special special design system (laughs) yeah i think that's what it is yeah i can see why you were just one of those capital g gamers (laughs) um why we're a serious investigator on the podcast uh (laughs) There's no comic elements in Cyberpunk so we're going to focus on Spider-Man. I played it on the PlayStation 5. What did you play it on? Uh, I played it on the poor man's PlayStation 4. Okay. Uh, so how did it look for you, at least visually? It looked like a video game to me. 
there were graphics uh, where I could swing through the air. Uh, sometimes I would fight my enemies. Uh, other times I would just be uh, walking. <laughs> well, and that's where are you for Spider-Man. Uh, we'll see you guys until next time. Uh, <laughs> just a recap. Swing, fighting, walking. Uh, yeah. It looked great on the PlayStation 5. Uh, it obviously, it doesn't push the system to like its limits, but I thought it looked really, really good. Uh, my, I'll, I'll jump into, actually, oh no, I was really curious how they were going to handle Peter Parker, because obviously Peter Parker is still in New York, but I thought they, it was a really clever idea that Peter is in Europe for this, on vacation with Mary Jane and trying to do some work for the Daily Bugle over there but he still would check in with Miles and he still had training modules set up from across the city. I thought that was a really clever way to include Peter Parker in the story without making it Peter Parker's story or having Peter maybe overshadow Miles in any way. Yeah, and one thing that I really liked is that it was Christmas. Yes, I loved like the element of like Christmas. I'm serious. Like I love the element of like Christmas time and winter like in New York City seeing like the snow and the Christmas decorations. I, I like that a lot because very rarely do you get that like in an open world game, I feel like. I know I'm being a little shit right now, but yeah, that was actually one of the neatest parts, especially playing this game at the holidays. Yeah, exactly. It, it added some some uh, some cool nostalgia and some sweet moments to it, I think, for me. Uh, plus, it had uh, great music. Uh, spoiler for this game. But one of the early missions, you get to flip through and choose a vinyl record to play, which I know is right up Matt and I's alley. Yeah, you know what record I played? Merry fucking Christmas, baby, but goddamn Otis Redding. Suck my was that the record from was that Uncle Aaron's like record? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so you and I picked Aaron ain't no fucking yeah. punk. He you and I picked fun. the exact same one. <laughs> I was really curious what the other two songs were, but you and I chose the same one. Yep. I, I was I was I also loved, curious. I, I loved hearing that in the game as well. He actually put it on. Uh so also spoilers for this game. I can't remember if I said that. I didn't say that. But you just up. said it like three okay. seconds ago. Okay, good. Just double spoilers then. Uh, most of the the combat is still the same, but it feels it feels fluid like it did. The swinging elements are still the same, but they had to include a couple of new things, which was Miles' ability to turn invisible and his venom punch. And I thought that added a really fun new dynamic to the game. Yeah, the venom punch ability when you are in combat was fucking rad the venom punch ability in every single mission where you had to constantly electroshock everything and anything to get it to open or shut yeah. or whatever it was very convenient uh yeah it was lazy i thought a little bit i did like the shooting your webs of the gears and making things freeze i like the figuring things out bits of this uh although they definitely make it pretty easy to figure a lot of the stuff out did you use the camouflage ability much I forgot about it so many times. <laughs> I use it all the time, frequently. I would camouflage, perch takedown, or web straight down, take down someone, and then I would zip back away, camouflage, and just do it all over again. I, See, like that's... In my mind, I was playing as Predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the best uh, weapon that anybody could have had in that game was mud against you. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's why I, I didn't. I didn't realize. I never thought to use camouflage while I was perched. Yeah, that's. 
I've, I mean, I think I missed, I need to go and replay this game <laughs> despite being like 94% done with it. Yeah. I did that many side missions, Alex. I, I, I got a hundred percent on the game cause I did everything. Yeah. Oh, well fuck uh, you. I a hundred percent of the last one, but who cares? Uh, I, I'm a serious, serious journalist when it comes to playing video games. <laughs> uh, except Let me tell you, I would have it. I think if I didn't have to do those annoying um, sound things by uh, the Prowler. Uh, yeah, yeah, Uncle Aaron's recordings. Uh, I honestly, hated I hated that. And honestly, I, after like four or five of them, I just started looking up like where where I needed to look at to record. I was getting annoyed by those. I like oh, the, the very first one took me like ten minutes to yeah, figure same, out. It was the longest one for me too. Oh like, my god! I I enjoyed the story aspect of it, but the actual action of it I thought was really annoying. But like creating an album with the sound of a city, uh, I thought was a clever idea, and like building the relationship, the backstory between Uncle Aaron and Miles' dad, who, unlike in Into the Spider Verse, unlike in the comics, Miles' dad is dead in the video game universe. Jefferson, I should say. Yeah, which is an interesting twist because in everything else, it's his mom that's died. I'm trying to think. Isn't that correct? Yeah, his mom's alive in the comic. I can't. I can't remember in, this, in the movie at all, actually. His mom. Are you sure his mom's alive in the comic? Yeah. The whole time? Yeah. At least where I am. Yeah. Spoilers for Alex. (laughs) What was I going to say? What did you... Okay. So we don't get to see a lot of like Spider-Man's classic baddies. This is my biggest fucking gripe. The big appeal to me for the Spider-Man video game, especially the first one, was you get to fight all Spider-Man's enemies for the most part. Right? The problem, I think, if Miles doesn't have the rogue gallery that obviously Peter does. Why can he not inherit that other than Rhino? He fights Rhino. Rhino I think it's funny because one of one other person, one of Solomon Ahmed's like first runs on his Spider-Man book is Miles and the Rhino teaming up. So they were allies for a while, but in this obviously they're enemies. We did get that one virtual hologram fight with the Vulture. Uh, yeah, who gives a shit? That was one <laughs> fight that lasted. Like four minutes. And we got a gender-flipped younger version of the Tinkerer with Finn, uh, who was one of his best friends. So what did you think of Finn, who was the main antagonist of the series? Uh, I thought it brought an interesting aspect to it. I thought, hey, bring a a brand new character on board. You've got got some comic book gold later later on, or maybe some movie stuff that you might want to throw in there. I think it is a new, clever, interesting way. to bring the tinkerer in like i thought it was smart my big complaint though was in the first fucking game we got to fight against like six or seven rogues gallery from spider-man and this there's nothing man we got we got prowler for a second you got to fight prowler once yeah sure uh i will say i i thought i don't i know finn was kind of annoying not finn herself but Miles' constant need to like try and like be on Finn's side or like say Finn, I understand she's your friend. Like I'm pretty sure Finn is responsible for like deaths or like destruction of homes uh, in in New York City. Yeah, she's a murderer. Yeah, she's 100 percent a murderer, and he's just constantly trying to protect her at every turn. Trying to get her to understand. I'm like, I'm like, she's crossed the line. It's where like. Matt, you're one of my closest friends, but like, if you murdered someone, I'm like, you know what? I think I, I think I can distance myself from him after that. Uh, that would break my heart, Alex. You know that. 
well, good. Now I'm going to stop you from murdering anyone because of this. <laughs> they actually have a consequence. Oh, that's how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Consequences. The potential loss of my friendship if you murder someone. Oh, man. I didn't know that our friendship was contingent on me being... Not murdering? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. This friendship got way lamer, dude. Why do you, I think, I never ask you about all those half buried, half uh, dug <laughs> graves in your backyard? I just leave it alone. <laughs> if I don't look at it, it didn't happen. It's not real. But even with Miles persistence around fan kind of knowing, I really did enjoy the story for this. I thought watching Miles come into his own, uh, trying to take that rocks on, trying to save Finn while trying to still be a good son and a good friend. I thought we're all, I thought there were all strong elements of this. This game really made me want to go back and play Spider-Man one. So I can just fight those fucking villains. Well, and I don't know. Uh, I liked the uh, web app part of it. Like, I like that you can just pull that up. Like, okay, here's a crime over here. Here's a side quest over here. I thought that was a clever, like, modern day adaptation for, like, what kid geniuses might do. Like, here's an app for Spider-Man if you need help. Uh, I thought that was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. And it was a great way to access side missions and, like, little tasks. (laughs) Smart. It was smart and clever. What was your favorite, like, side mission or collection mission in the game? Oh, that's a good question. Um... Anytime uh, that you get to go into these enemy bases and face off against like 40 fucking enemies, those are always my favorite. Uh, so you, you go into a bunch of rocks on bases. Yeah. And then you go under the into the underground, I think is what they're called, into their bases and you just take out a bunch of fuckers. Uh, I think those were a lot of fun. Like Those were like one of the few times where you just got to unleash your abilities however you wanted to unleash them not what was necessary for the current challenge for the story mission you got to have the combat however you want to do it uh, my favorite was actually the one that happens after you beat the game and it's when you do the scavenger hunt left by miles's dad did you do you do end up doing that i did not do that huh okay mere spoilers uh, you should you should finish it it is incredibly heartbreaking. Since Jefferson is dead, he had uh, the stuff already set up and a bunch of pre-recorded messages on USB sticks for Miles to find around the city for stuff that they did together as he, they were growing up and raising Miles. And it's very, very heartbreaking. So Yeah, I don't want to do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds it, so fucking sad. It is very sad. It is just so... And nothing for me is like packed like an emotional element in the game aside from that. Well, that's not true. I'm playing another game recently towards another heavy emotional moment, but like just back to back, uh, it's just some heavy stuff in game storytelling right now. So what, what's the game that you're playing that you have all these crazy uh, the last of us too. Uh, there was a very, very big, emotional. Yeah. I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't played it yet. I, I haven't played the first one or the second one, but doesn't the guy die? I'm sure the guy's dead, right? Uh, there's a lot of guys. I'm not sure who you could be talking the, about. The main one from The Last of Us, the first one? He, well, he's dead. Not as far as where I am. Are you spoiling things for me? I mean, I don't know. I've played all of like 10 minutes of Last of Us, so... Couldn't I was talking that. about that like that zombies still exist. Oh, that's a sad thing to hear. Yes, yeah. I was hoping that like there would be like a vaccine like for COVID. <laughs> 
Uh, I just grabbed uh, the ghost of uh, sushi. Tsushima. Su- yeah, sushi. Yeah, ghost of sushi. I, I love that uh, game. I, can't I played that and beat it. Uh, you, you should enjoy it a lot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. What was your favorite costume to wear? Oh, I really loved the fucking pride costume that you unlock. Pride costume. It's uh, black and yellow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that one looked great. Uh, and then my other favorite one is... Um, looks like it's built of, like, textiles or something, but, like, the hands and the feet glow, like, reddish-orange. I don't, remember. I don't know if you know which one yeah. I'm talking about. The ones I use the most were the ones where Miles in his costume but had, like, his backpack on and jacket. I like that one a lot. Uh, I wore the... One with Miles wearing his wearing a scarf and like a hat, like a winter one. Right, I remember that one. It yeah. felt very Christmassy to me, so I put that on. And then I spent probably most of the game wearing the uh, Into the Spider Verse costume. So I love that, that one's costume. great. I enjoyed the animated costume too. And if you finish the side missions as well, you can get a costume at the very end. Do you remember when you did the mission where you rescued the cat named Spider Man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mission. <laughs> you can get a costume to where you have a backpack and Spider-Man is in your backpack. No and shit. He has a Spider-Man mask for the top of half of his head. Now that one's fucking cool as shit. That that's rad. You gotta Do you have any fucking... big complaints about this game or any complaints at all? Uh I felt like I was playing the same game and I didn't get all the good villains. I thought it was just too short, honestly. It was uh, very short. Like, it felt like, this felt like an expansion pack from, like, the first Spider-Man game, more than its own actualized game. That's the costume I'm talking okay, about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an awesome costume. Uh, the program, cr- programmable matter suit is what it's called. Uh, yep. What about you? What are, your, what are your big irks? What did you not like about this game? Really just, like, the link more than anything. Uh, I didn't like it. I understand why, but, like, him trying to redeem Finn so much kind of bothered me like you I wish we got we would have seen more uh, more characters even just like from the MCU it didn't have to be from like Spider-Man's universe but just more characters in the Marvel universe I remember the first came aside from Avengers Tower was still in there we had the Sanctum Sanctorum but also we had like smaller stuff in there like we had Josie's from Daredevil uh, as one of the things that you could go and see inside New York and yeah one more Easter egg is like that throughout the game well, you got to have a in that first game. You got to have a whole black cat side mission story. Like, why can't you bring in another character for this? And we did get three DLCs with the game uh, for additional parts. We got a tombstone one, a black cat one, and one more that I can't remember right off the top of my head. But I I would very much like DLC for this game to be added on to expand it some more. Yeah, I'd be interested in the ultimate edition now. Uh, but I will say, playing this game just made me realize how much better it was than the Avengers game that we kind of mentioned. It made me wish like there was an Avengers style game like this with this combat, this kind of world, this setting, just everything about it. Here's what I wish is they would just release a game for each fucking character in that world. Yeah. It's like we are getting the new Batman games we talked about and the suicide squad game, and they will likely both be better than the Avengers game. So I really wish Marvel would step up, uh, on this side of things. Here's, here's my issue is with, when it comes to the Avengers game, uh, you're, you're trying to play seven different fucking characters. Uh, 
You don't get enough time with not fucking one of them. They should each get their own games for anybody that you want to make their own game for. This was a Kamala Khan game featuring the Avengers. I mean, that's if you're yeah. breaking it down, well, that's what it was. There was, I want to say, it's a PS3 game called Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. It's basically like Grand Theft Auto, but you were the Hulk. And that was a super fun game. Uh, like, Are there prostitutes in that game? Not that I know of, but like I'm mostly just like throwing tanks at buildings. Like that was my main thing that I focused on. I didn't look at who was like simple man. Uh, but like that's the kind of stuff that like we should. And I agree with you that like we should have a Thor game. We should have a Captain America game. We could. We should have an Iron Man game. I mean, at least the big we three, right? Have a Gambit game. <laughs> Even like I feel like like Deadpool will, will be right for a game as well too. They did that. Deadpool has a game. Oh, yeah, I played it, and I liked it a lot. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, and there was the X-Men, uh, not the X-Men game, the Wolverine game. Off the movie wasn't fantastic, but the game was really good. We can just focus on a single character like that. Yeah, exactly. If you're focused on one person, you can do a whole hell of a lot more. Yeah. That's why everybody loves the Batman game so much. Although That's why everybody loves the Spider-Man game so much. There are some exceptions. I think the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games and the X-Men Legend games, those were sold really well and were big hits but they were more top-down cooperative like type games which i don't know with i think better storylines better villains that kind of stuff instead of just fighting robots for for the entire thing i don't i don't want to fight robots yeah i guess early stages fine i got i noticed that kate bishop isn't dlc now available for the avengers game which is great wonderful but it's too little too late but we're, we're talking about that game how would you rate this game on a scale of 1 to 10? It was like an 8, man. It was a lot of fun. It was Spider-Man 1.5 is what I felt like. Yeah, that is a... I couldn't put it better myself. Spider-Man 1.5 is a brilliant way to put it. Uh, I'm also like at an 8 with you exactly there. I think it is well worth playing. If you're a big fan of the first game, you can go ahead and drop 56 on it right now. If you're curious, you can wait till it goes on sale for 30 40 bucks and still have a great game. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll tweak some more stuff and you might have some DLC by then. Yeah. That's the route I would take. If you're not in a rush to play this game, don't. Don't fucking go do it. Play uh, Cyberpunk 27. Uh, 27. If you, yep, Cyberpunk First 27. First play the other 26 and then go to that one. Yeah. Only though, only play it if you're playing it on the original Nintendo GameCube. Of course. Uh, now, normally, or next episode for this will be in January. You would expect our double year end episodes to be coming out. But Which we, we would do. Yes. We would. Uh, but we're pushing it back because Wonder Woman 84 is coming out. And it's probably the biggest film of the year as far as the stuff that we cover on this podcast. So we felt like it would be irresponsible to put those out without talking about Wonder Woman 84. And that would give me a chance to be on our year end list. So that's what yeah. we're talking about in the next episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking excited. I, I can't. Uh, it's, Two days away for us. Are you going to be watching it on Christmas Day? Most likely. I will be watching Christmas Day. What about yourself? I will be watching it the next day. I'll be watching it the 26th for sure. Okay. Uh, Unless I can convince my girlfriend that she needs to take a bath for two hours (laughs) on Christmas Day, that's going to be my course of action. I will just text you scene by scene update as I'm watching it. Is it too late to get like four bath bombs? Do I have time? Yeah, you can go to Target right now and pick them up. Yeah, that's only like 20 bucks. That's worth it. Yeah, 100%. You'd be like, as soon as this one runs out, throw this one in. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for this week's Henchman of Comics. As always, email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us anywhere uh, that books are sold. Uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Facebook, Marketplace, uh, the Instagram Marketplace. Uh, Twitter probably has a Marketplace. You can you can go all there, all those places. We have those things. For the Internet Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. And I am uncooperative. And you easy. <laughs>